This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends, your radio destination for living room conversation about some of the challenges you may be experiencing in life. Exclusively presented by Psychological Counseling Services, PCS. The Relationship Show, where Dr. Allison Nirenberg will listen to your problems and provide some practical solutions. It's The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and her friends Jeff and Joe, recording from the Jacob Media Studios. Welcome to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends. I'm Dr. Allison, and I am so happy that you are tuning in today. Our topic is navigating online dating. And the reason I chose this topic today is that I've been hearing so many of my patients struggling with it. They're telling me about how difficult it is, and I don't think it's a coincidence that this happens a lot in December. December is such a lonely month for people. All you have to do is turn on Lifetime and see that there's all these happy Christmas movies where people are falling in love, meeting the love of their life, kissing under the mistletoe. There's so many holiday cards or people posting online pictures of their happy families. And if you're single, it's really hard. Add to that some of the frustrations and devastations of the dating world uh, through online dating, and it becomes really difficult. So I thought if we could use this episode today to try and help our listeners navigate the dating process, it would be really helpful. I thought I'd start off by talking about some of the difficulties on dating online. Well, one of the difficulties is that dating apps contributes to the narcissistic expectations we put on finding a partner. Because there's so much accessibility, there's so much access that, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. In 2021, there were 49 million dating profiles. So you can just get totally overwhelmed with options. Also, Dating apps really lead to superficial values. People are treated like objects. I had a patient who was telling me that, um, it was a male patient, and he was telling me how it's so not fair, all the women online are really superficial. They won't date a man unless he's six feet or over, and he hates it, he feels like so minimized. And then the next hour, I had a female patient coming in, and she told me, I hate dating online. The, the men are so superficial, and all they care about is women having a certain body type. And she actually met a man who said, I would only date a woman who's 110 pounds or, or less, and just said it was just so objectifying and superficial. Another problem with online dating is the anonymity and secrecy about the process. Like, you don't have to be accountable to anybody. It used to be that you'd meet somebody in the neighborhood or through friends of friends, and you have mutual friends, so you have to be accountable. Or if somebody has a family business and you know their family business, they're not going to ghost you. But the anonymity of dating online, somebody thinks nothing of just not replying, disappearing, ghosting you. You know, nobody's really screened. When you date somebody through a friend, the person is screened. You think, oh, well, we have a lot in common. That's why this person is setting us up. Or this person must be a good guy. That's why my friend's looking out for me and introducing me. There's no screening. There's no mutual friends here or a backstory context. It's also easier for people to lie and tell you what you want to hear. A manipulative person can study your profile and use great acting skills. In real life, um, if somebody meets you and they're lying to you, you can see it. You can see the tells. Somebody, you can see them sweat or have trouble swallowing or looking away from you, not making eye contact. But online, anybody can seem smooth in a text. You know, it's very easy for people to be manipulative. If you're interested in tennis, they're going to say, oh, I'm interested in tennis. Or if you say, I'm looking for a long-term monogamous commitment, they say, oh, I'm looking for a long-term monogamous commitment. It's very easy to manipulate and be the person somebody wants you to be. 
it's also easy to be love pumped. What that is, it's when you're lured in by flattery. If somebody comes on and gives you excessive texts, phone calls, messages, um, even presence, says, I want to woo you, you're amazing, I see us living the rest of our lives together, I've never felt like this before, my advice is run. This person is love bombing you. Somehow, dating online has become a narcissist playground. There's just so many options. It's like a kid in a candy store. There's so many choices and people don't have to be accountable. So some of my tips on using apps, one is be realistic about expectations. Look at this as not an opportunity to meet the love of your life and get married, but look at it as I have an opportunity to practice my socialization skills. So I get to meet somebody, I get to check out a new restaurant or a new coffee shop and really meet somebody. My expectation is that I'll meet this person, maybe we'll become friends, or maybe I'll meet friends through him. Be positive. You know, everyone says this is so overwhelming or tough and nobody meets anybody. But in actuality, in 2021, one out of every five relationships started online. And one out of every six marriages began that way. So it is working. Some people are meeting online. Another tip I have for you is trust your gut. You know, trust your instinct. I call it my own BS detector. Being able to tell when somebody is being sincere or authentic or if it doesn't feel right. Sometimes you can tell that if the conversation feels evasive or confusing. Like the person is hiding something, you get that feeling, it's because they're often lying. Be wary of people who are moving too fast, like that love bombing I was telling you about, or too slowly. I call it like the turtle. If somebody talks to you and they're texting you and it's six months are going by and they still haven't wanted to meet you, it's often because they're in another relationship or they're married or they're not open to meeting you. Um, my other point, stay true to your standards. So if you're looking for a monogamous relationship or a long-term commitment, don't have sex with the person on the first date just because that's what that person wants, just to people please. You know, you have to be true to yourself because at the end of the day, this person doesn't matter. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and basically your own values and morals are what's important. My other tip is it's okay to block people who don't respect you. I call that setting boundaries. And speaking of boundaries, when you use dating apps, it's really important to set boundaries around the time you spend online. So what that may look like is instead of just going home from work and constantly looking at your phone or you know you're constantly scrolling, what I would ask you to do is just spend an hour maybe between five and six, that you check your phone and you respond to people so that it doesn't intrude upon your home life, it doesn't intrude upon your hobbies and your activities and your friendships or your family time. Just really limit the amount of time and effort and energy you're putting into this. Along those lines, I also recommend using one app at a time. You know, can get overwhelmed with choices. There's so many different apps, um, but the research shows that using multiple apps doesn't give you multiple chances and mo multiple options. You know, you can do this with one app because remember, dating apps are a business. They're a way to get you to spend money and time. So there's so many tips that I hope were helpful and give you some, um, some ideas on how to do this and make it a little bit easier for you during a stressful process. I want to introduce to you my favorite co-host. See, Jeff's not here today. Jeff's not here. So He's now, out. Now you're my favorite co-host. Well, well, well he, see, <laughs> here's the rule we have on the show. If you don't show up, we talk about you. So it <laughs> minimizes anybody missing any of the points. I've not missed once. Either I'm, has Jeff. It, this is Jeff's first one, and he's no longer my favorite co-host. <laughs> That's right. He's out. He's out. You know, it's 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 interesting because um, you, you talk about, you know, the, the, the uh red flags and all that there are benefits obviously the benefits uh, a lot of people especially you know i mean 
you know, who are, you know, adults that aren't in school, that aren't younger, um, you know, they often are, work a lot and, 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 they're, and they don't have time to date and all. So there's benefits to, 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 to obviously the, the online dating apps. Um, but then there's the challenges. And, and, and so um, setting, Allison, you mentioned setting expectations, what you expect when you're going, I've been married since 1985, right? And there were some rocky roads there, like anybody else. Um, we met, you know, by chance, okay? Um, and so, uh, I can't imagine what it what it would be like. Uh, um, exciting, nerve wracking, with going on a, 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 an online a long, online date, right? And so, setting expectations. Not, you know, I guess anybody, especially who's new at it, would be fantasizing about, you know, maybe this, you know, this could be a whirlwind. Uh, my buddy who uh, got, he got married literally three three weeks after me in 85 unfortunately um it didn't it didn't work out it lasted a long time but he tell he almost talks about online dating like it's a scene yeah. in a sense because he's been doing it for such a long time um you you mentioned some of those concerns uh in in, in, in regards to you know what what happens on on you know on online de- catfishing you, you see they got a tv show with that uh, uh, those things and i'm sure they're extreme um and then i have one question and i can't wait to get to our guest because um she's got a a, a, a lot to introduce but um would you choose here's an interesting question if would you choose your partner you know if, if you're married right now or if you've been dating a long time and you may have met them at school or whatever, would you choose them if, if they were on an online dating app? You know what I mean? So you mentioned yeah. a lot of superficial stuff. Yeah. And lucky you mentioned the six foot thing. I happen to be six foot three. Oh, wow. After a couple drinks. That's not important right now. <laughs> you'd, right? Be, you'd be valuable I'm in a dating wh- pool. I, I would be. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's no integrity in, 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 uh, you know, in, in the process here. But my point is... Um, that's a question. So it's yeah. it's an interesting thing. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, and uh, I think Jeff would draw my attention because he's cute. So I think he would draw my attention. But you know, who who knows? This you know now it, it's been a lot of years. So it, there's a lot that goes into this. And you know, I I think so much is do you connect? Does this person feel like home to you? Do you feel comfortable with this person? And it's hard to tell that just from pictures or from a snappy bio. So um, as we get ready to take a break, I want to give you a teaser and let you know that I have a fabulous guest coming on the show. Her name is Valerie Zaslow, and she is a dating expert as well as a business owner and a podcast host and just a really interesting, fascinating person. So we are going to have Val come on after this break. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and Friends, supported by the Keystone Center in Chester, PA, part of United Health Systems. The show returns after this timeout. Read, learn, and enjoy No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Explore the origins of perfectionism. Learn how it keeps our relationships stuck in a cycle of disappointment, anger, and resentment. Dr. Allison has shattered the myth of happily ever after, moving couples from Disney princess pipe dreams into the real world where even the best of relationships is far from perfect. Get your copy of No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg, available at major and independent bookstores and online booksellers. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Relationship Show with support from Nirenberg Law Associates. If you were injured in a car accident, suffered a slip and fall, or a work-related injury, talk with a personal injury attorney who will get you the proper compensation. With offices in Center City, go to phillypilaw.com. Injured in an accident? Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates work for you because your choice of attorney matters. Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates educate you on your rights because your choice of attorney matters. Meet directly with founder Jeff Nirenberg. He's results-oriented, he's aggressive when he needs to be on your behalf, and he wins. Go to phillypilaw.com. That's phillypilaw.com. Welcome back to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nuremberg and Friends. I'm Dr. Allison, and I want to introduce you to our guest. Our guest is Valerie Zaslow. 
She is a self-driven thought leader, entrepreneur, and award-winning business professional. She has successfully run many businesses, including an event planning company, ReEvent, and a designer consignment department store, Sophisticated Seconds. Additionally, she has created and hosted two TV shows, Engaging Events and In the Spotlight. Additionally, Valerie hosts the podcast and radio talk show, Jewish Singles Radio, on WWDB, where she speaks with industry experts and singles over 40 about their struggles with divorce, dating, and relationships. She began her career as a professional TV news reporter and later traveled to England, where she spent four years working as a producer of the News Hour for the BBC World Service. Besides being a very uh, lively, interesting person, she's also a friend of mine. Welcome to the show, Valerie. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here and uh, to be talking about one of my favorite subject matters, which I talk about all the time. Um, So, you know, the way you started out was very interesting because all of the different items that you mentioned there's so many different aspects of this that they could all be individual shows within (laughs) of themselves so it's a lot of content to get in in terms of what we're talking about with dating with relationships online and just feeling comfortable in a time like you're saying that is a difficult time of year uh in 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 december but i think we've been living in such a difficult time for the past two years that it's really exacerbated everything that we realize in dating now that's online because we didn't have the opportunity to date in person the way that we used to. So true. The game has changed. These apps and uh, these online dating websites have all of a sudden taken, you know, they're a, a forefront in our lives. Um, when whether you're young or and just starting out dating or whether you've been married for 30 years and you know you're looking to find your last first date and it's frustrating for a lot of people it's very frustrating and i mean i think that's that you just have to realize going in just like you're going to a bar or you're going to a party and you're or starting in a new business or going to a new college or going to a you know anything that's new that it takes time to get acclimated there are so many choices like there's so many choices in men if you're a woman and women if you're a man that you have to find your fit in terms of the real, the right app or the right online dating platform for you some people they only want to meet jewish people and so everybody turns to jdate because it's the most widely known and recognized platform to meet jewish people but there's other ones if you're you know christian 65 and over if you're a christian if you're indian i mean you know and now of course there's all these shows about this and then there's apps you know the younger kids i will say millennials they're not on plenty of fish or you know they are on hinge i mean there so i think that you find what specifically attracts you in terms of the people that are like-minded that you're looking to meet and and you figure out a balance like you said your advice was don't go on too many of these apps and in some ways i agree but in other ways i feel like You open so many more doors and give yourself so much more opportunity if you can kind of, you know, feel yourself out in terms of the different kinds of people that are posting on different platforms. So I agree. So it's kind of like what you're saying is diversify. Exactly. But I think it one at a time instead of doing them all at the same time. And, and just what I see is people going down the rabbit hole right. of feeling so lost and overwhelmed if they're not being chosen by by different uh well there's a couple things i mean everybody believe it or not has the same goal everybody is on these sites to get off these sites right that's interesting and so the thing about it is is that you kind of and i've i was on maybe six sites yeah and i feel like oh i saw this guy on this site and the same guy on this site and you kind of become familiar with the pool of people that for some reason are either attracted to you or that you attract well so you're also a person who we were just talking about this before the show you've had so many different businesses and so you're really happy to have a lot of plates going at the same time all all in the air or a lot of uh, uh 
pa frying pans on the fire. You're just somebody who, who can handle a lot of different diverse opportunities at the same time. Yeah, me personally, I like to, you know, multi-manage, yeah. like you said, all everything, a, a lot of, have a lot of balls in the air at yes. one time. But so a lot of people don't, and yeah. they can't handle yeah. that kind of stress. You have to kind of just get your feet wet, understand there's so many things that are you have to learn in the process uh, about the pictures that you post about yeah. the profile that you write and if it conveys the right information about you because unfortunately like you said it's become very narcissistic and people don't really take the time to look and learn about you it's immediately like right now i mean everything turned into you know tinder and bumble and you, all you're doing is swiping you're not even reading about the person oh they look hot so i'm gonna you know like them but you don't even know you don't have anything in common Val, you, you know you mentioned something really interesting and, and this is with the pandemic, not, on, not only we talk about people not having the time to date, people work. Yeah. When, now, there was almost no other, there was very few options in that entire process. So, you know, you, you almost, if you were interested in and in, in, in being committed to, 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 to dating, uh, um, that had to be, a, you know, one of the only options that were out there, right? Well, it's changed the playing field. And now people... You know, I have, you become even more suspect yeah. of the person because you don't have the opportunity to look them in the eye and to be standing right in front of them. So you can change your background. You can enhance the way that you look if you're doing, you know, speed dating or if you're talking via, you know, FaceTime or any of these well, video apps, which really brings it to another whole level. But and everybody is texting. Nobody is picking up the phone and talking, having just a regular conversation. It's interesting. It's making me think of when I was doing counseling um, during the pandemic. I remember hearing people say that they had to really figure out, is this person worth meeting in person? Because, hey, you're taking a health risk. At the time, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I'll go with them to a park and we'll be six feet apart from each other. But if I let them in my world when I'm making my world so small for health reasons, you know, this has to be worth it. You know, I mean, it's completely different as opposed to our old philosophies is more is more and keep meeting people. Having said that, and, and you know, you talk about utilizing the dating apps and we got about a minute to the break. But my, my question is, and what do people you, you mentioned, Allison, the, the superficial process at times. OK, because yeah. you don't what, what do you have? But the description of somebody and I'm talking about what their likes and their um, but also what they look like is that uh, is that limiting val or is it uh, talk about that in other words you know you don't get to meet somebody's personality you don't you know they may not the, how do you how do you overcome that process just by utilizing the data a lot and find you know somebody i'm going to tell you it's practice yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like anything yeah. else once you start to get familiar with how all of this works and whether you can feel somebody is authentic or not authentic or you know you can finally have an opportunity to pick up the phone and speak to them you really can't but you know the thing is is that the more you do it the better you get at doing it yeah that's true that's a really good point and looking at it even if it doesn't work out and you meet somebody and there's no love connection it is practice and you're getting better with your socialization skills you're meeting people you're expanding your social network. networking absolutely and you never know you know who who that person can lead you to you know so it's it's important i always think you know don't burn any bridges be a lady or a gentleman be kind absolutely yeah i think be that's kind, so be important. respectful you know if it's not the right person for you it's not the right person that's yeah. fine you know it's hard everybody thinks like i have to find my soulmate right. <laughs> well, it's interesting i had a guy a lawyer friend uh, uh, who i who i do radio with and uh he told me he went out to a a, a date it was an online you know site i know and the person she looked literally nothing like she yeah. was like a high not a high school but and and i wonder how much of a problem that is because he got up and said listen this is false advertising i'm out that's what he told yeah I, I mean and he's a direct dude so my point is i wonder how often that happens but that even happens in the psychology world i'll tell you i know there was a therapist who uh, uh, 
um, colleague of mine said, what do you think about her? I want to make a recommendation. And I said, well, I worked for her about 25 years ago. She didn't look anything. She didn't look that good 25 years ago. <laughs> but now it, it, it's at the point that here here is somebody who really found the best picture ever, looked nothing like her. And she's, you know, I mean, now she must be in her 70s. And but she looks like she's 35 in this picture. <laughs> and so it's just I think th there's so much in our world with this marketing and this social media where everything right. is, is everybody's become a salesperson. Yes. Interesting. It's yes. all about selling yourself. Oh, I don't like it. I, <laughs> I feel like there's less genuine authenticity out there. We're going to need to take a break right now, but we're going to come back and continue this fascinating discussion. And soon I'm going to read some letters from our listeners. If you want to connect directly with Dr. Allison Nirenberg, drop her an email, healingrelationshipspa.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Allison Nirenberg. I am a licensed psychologist who has been treating patients for the past 30 years. I am a compassionate, dynamic, and interactive psychologist who wants to help you live your best life. For me, it is important to have a common sense approach to therapy and be down to earth. If you choose to work with me, you will find me to be honest, direct, and kind. The feedback that I receive most from patients is that I'm authentic and real and care deeply about the people I work with. I also am a very positive person who focuses on my clients' strengths in order to help them heal. In particular, I am passionate about working with individuals who are recovering from addictions to alcohol, drugs, food, sex and love, as well as struggles in their relationships. I also work well with infidelity issues, codependency, transitions in life, and love to teach practical skills on how to get along with difficult people. In general, I work really well with individuals who have the life goal of loving others and being loved. Values that I bring to my work are honesty, warmth, and holding myself and others accountable. I use my many years of training and clinical expertise to help you live a meaningful life of integrity. Whether you work with me or one of my competent clinical associates, what I can tell you is that we will be loyal, strong, and supportive of you through the entire process. In this practice, I integrate philosophies from the psychological, medical, and self-help communities in order to treat the whole person. I believe in collaborating with others and have built a treatment team of the best clinical staff in the area to support you on your healing journey. I also really believe in the power of psychotherapy. A genuine, caring, therapeutic relationship can be a safe place to begin your journey. I would be honored to be a part of it. Read, learn, and enjoy No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Explore the origins of perfectionism. Learn how it keeps our relationships stuck in a cycle of disappointment, anger, and resentment. Dr. Allison has shattered the myth of happily ever after, moving couples from Disney princess pipe dreams into the real world where even the best of relationships is far from perfect. Get your copy of No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Available at major and independent bookstores and online booksellers. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Welcome back to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends. I've got Joe Doc here with me and Val Zaslow, and we are talking about the struggles of dating online. I so, have a hard time, just so you know. It's been very difficult because my wife's always in a room when I'm trying to do it. So all right. Just, should we slap him? You want to slap him or <laughs> That's a different kind of profile. different kind of platform online. That was you last week's to, episode, well, you right? Don't, you don't have to worry about slapping me. She's probably listening. I'm going to get slapped. So, so I've got some questions for Val. So, Val, we talked about... About, um, I don't know if it was on the break or on the show, we talked about learning lessons in doing dating. But tell me about and the biggest lesson you've learned through hosting your singles radio show. What have you learned about dating and the dating process? Well, one of the things that I've learned because I'm the host is to listen, yes. which is so important because I feel like I've been, I've had the opportunity to meet so many different people who've had so many different authentic, difficult, challenging experiences. And I've learned a lot from them. And then, of course, I speak to so many experts who are helping um, people who are struggling 
in terms of dating and specifically online dating in ways that, um, you know, they wouldn't have expected that they needed help. I mean, and one of the examples of that is really I'm speaking with life coaches and mind and body wellness experts because the first thing was to feel good about yourself. You got it. If you are not emotionally centered, if you don't feel that you're in the place where you can be positive and give out like an energy that feels good and you can be receptive to bringing somebody else because look, I deal with a crowd that's 40 plus. We've all lived life, right? We all have children that are maybe older now and parents that are, are having, you know, health issues and navigating the challenges of a business that we've been doing for a long time and trying to keep it going. I mean, there's so many different, you know, stress factors in our lives that you really just need to be able to kind of compartmentalize everything. So that's been one of the most interesting things is kind of learning about different people and different ways to help everybody. What was the worst dating story you've heard? Well, we're writing a book, actually, the co-host and myself, about that particular thing because there are so many worst experiences. And I think it goes, I mean, I've had, you know, people that have been incarcerated over, you know, their experiences with women. And we just saw, look, the Tinder Swindler, which was a huge hit on Netflix about women who've been taken advantages of because they are so longing for love Mm -hmm. and wanting to be able to fill that void in their lives that they just kind of open the door to anyone. I've I've counseled people who've been swindled like that and it's really heartbreaking. Is that a catfish type situation? It is. It is. And this is a lot about money, you know, a lot of, and it's men who, and that's part of the world that we live in today is the influencers and the lives that people portray on any social media yeah. platform that are so fake, which yes. is really the word. It I is. mean, and if you would have an under, watch some of the people who do this, is they create a whole make believe scenario around them, and then they're so good yeah. at selling themselves that it becomes something that you buy into. Like you feel like I want this, I deserve this, I've experienced enough in my life that I yeah. feel like I'm in a different place now where I can, you know. Is there a way to safeguard yourself from that type of stuff? It's interesting. I had a couple on my show who are trying to build a platform called Safe Date where people can totally be like vetted like the FBI, I mean, so that you feel safe. But you know what? It doesn't really matter because you just never know. You don't know what you don't know. I mean, look at parents whose children, for whatever reason, end up, you know, in rehabs or Mm. end up in crime because you think you know the person, but you don't really know the person. Or, you know, I mean, you can do all kinds of background checks, but it's not... Perfect. You know, it's funny. It's reminding me of years ago when we tried to find a nanny for um, my son, and we were trying to find like a babysitter who would come in a few days a week. And the, the, the site, I think it was Sitter City or Care.com, but they vetted people, but you didn't know who you got. I still not. got ghosted by people who I was supposed to interview. Who, Absolutely. And I'm thinking, I thought of leaving this person with my child, and they're not even showing up for an interview. So I think even if they're vetted, right. there's still this, you know, you have to trust You have your to be gut. smart, exactly. You have to trust yourself. Like you said, you have to be smart about Mm -hmm. where you're going to meet someone, when you're going to meet someone. And if you are unsure at all, let a friend know, let a family member know, like, I don't know, I've never been to this place. I'm driving to a different city or a different state. And it's fine to be adventurous and to put yourself out there, but you're also putting yourself in a place that maybe you haven't been before. So just take a step back. And kind of make some mental notes to yourself that what you feel, and this is another whole show, but what are the red flags? So you know not to get yourself caught up in something that could end badly. It's interesting. As you're talking, it's reminding me of my two daughters. You know, one of them's in a serious relationship, but the other one's dating. And, you know, so much of what I've tried to do is teach them to have confidence. 
and to not settle for crumbs and to feel good about themselves so that if something doesn't feel right, right. they'll move and on. Not just anybody who rolls along, like somebody's yeah. interested. So, you know, you're excited because, you know, you have somebody who you matched with. But the thing is, is that for, especially for women, and now, you know, women have more opportunity. You be the one to reach out first because yeah. if they respond, then you know, this was somebody that you were interested in. That's a good in, point. You know, instead of just, because I think a lot of women just get inundated with all the, oh, you know, she looks nice or, you know, I, she's Jewish, I'm Jewish or whatever it is, but it's all superficial. I call it looking good on paper. Right. Somebody could look good on paper and check all the boxes, but not be a kind quality person. You wonder sometimes if, if, if the, if the, the phrase too good to be true, oh yes. uh, you know, you know, you know, comes up and, and, and should be explored. And if you, I know you're going to read some letters, doctor, but before you do, one of the things is you have to be cautious when you meet somebody in a bar for crying out loud. I guess you would take an online situation, uh, you know, obviously if you're not traveling, but if you meet, uh, in the same way you would be cautious with your meeting, you know, I get it though. Sometimes when you meet somebody at a bar, they have all their friends or some connections and stuff yeah. like that. But it's, it's, you never really know unless you're, you know. I met Jeff at a bar. We met at Rock Lobster. Well, that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about, right? <laughs> and, and at the time. That guy. Yeah. But at the time it was, we had mutual friends in common, which kept it from being sure. as anonymous or as but scary. Sometimes you have mutual friends or family members in common and somebody makes an introduction but they know you but they it's on a superficial level they don't really know you and what makes your heart you know tick and and what it is that you know you have navigated in the past that you feel like you want to change that and do something different as you move forward so you don't keep drawing the same type of person but they even still even if you're introduced I, I have you know people I hear from all the time a friend told me and then you know he showed up in flip-flops and shorts and in this really nice you know yeah. and just didn't have any respect for the fact that you know he was meeting you know a, a friend of a friend in general so any way that you look at it you still have to make sure that you, the way that you go about handling yourself and setting up your date, you know, or just smart, you know, just think about it. Compl make sure you're going, you don't have to go out for hours. This doesn't have to be a whole night affair. Uh, I like the idea of going out for coffee or going out for a drink or keeping it short Take and a sweet. walk. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, do something that's very simple where you're committing to an hour. And I think you also need to have some tough skin in this process because I, I deal with people in therapy who a lot of times have a hard time with rejection and if it d doesn't go the way they want it to go or if they feel that they're being ghosted or not being responded to and how much it hurts and I think this is a numbers game you have to get out there you have to practice and not take it personally if it's not working let's take a break right now and we'll come back and listen to some of our letters thank you for listening Read, learn, and enjoy No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Explore the origins of perfectionism. Learn how it keeps our relationships stuck in a cycle of disappointment, anger, and resentment. Dr. Allison has shattered the myth of happily ever after, moving couples from Disney princess pipe dreams into the real world where even the best of relationships is far from perfect. Get your copy of No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Available at major and independent bookstores and online booksellers. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it, it, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, um, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. 
Life celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Relationship Show with support from Nirenberg Law Associates. If you were injured in a car accident, suffered a slip and fall, or a work-related injury, talk with a personal injury attorney who will get you the proper compensation. With offices in Center City, go to phillypilaw.com. Injured in an accident? Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates work for you because your choice of attorney matters. Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates educate you on your rights because your choice of attorney matters. Meet directly with founder Jeff Nirenberg. He's results-oriented, he's aggressive when he needs to be on your behalf, and he wins. Go to phillypilaw.com. That's phillypilaw.com. Welcome back to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and Friends. I am really happy to have you listening. We have Val Zaslow here. We also have our friend, Joe Doc, and we are about to read the letters from our listeners. The first one is, Dear Dr. Allison, I just found out that I was catfished. I met someone on a dating app three weeks ago, and he was so handsome. He said all the right things, and I thought he was really excited to meet me. He told me he couldn't wait to spend the whole weekend with me and my dog Buster cuddled up in bed. He told me that I was the type of woman he could see himself growing old with. I so desperately wanted to believe that someone felt that way about me because I haven't been in a relationship with anyone in years. I really believed he thought I was beautiful and fascinating. When he started asking me to send him money and pay for his travel to Philly, I was tempted to do it. I told my sister, and she cautioned me not to. She found out the pictures he was using didn't even belong to him and really were part of someone else's Facebook page. Now I feel so lonely and devastated. I feel stupid for believing that someone handsome like that wanted to be with me. I am a bigger-boned girl, and I feel fat and unlovable. How do I get back out there after this humiliating experience? This is from Humiliated Hannah from Jenkintown. Well, the first thing is, um, you know, she, she's already down on herself before she even, you know, goes to meet anybody or puts herself, you know, in, in a place where she's going to be received positively or negatively. So the first thing is, is that Hannah really needs to take a step back and maybe she's not ready to date yeah. and just start to feel good about herself. I mean, bigger boned or not, listen, I mean, there's a lid for every pot. I completely agree. And some men are more attracted to that. Absolutely. And so, you know, and there's sites for that, by the way. And yeah. so I really just feel like she needs to make sure that she just feels good about herself in whichever way that she can do that. And if, you know, if somebody will appreciate her for, you know, for her figure, for her beauty. And beauty is not just, you know, on the surface. There's probably a lot of wonderful qualities that she has, but it takes time for somebody else to get to know that. So I wouldn't really focus on the fact that she feels like, oh, I, I fooled myself into thinking yeah. that this handsome, you know, suave guy was interested in me because, well, this guy was a scammer. Yeah. So, you know, he, that's not what he was looking for to begin with. It wasn't genuine. And you really want to make sure that you give yourself an opportunity to talk to somebody and like what they have to say. You have to have that conversation on the phone. So piggybacking on what Val is saying, I think if you're struggling with self-esteem like Hannah is, Build up your self-esteem. Talk to some close friends who are going to tell you what they like about you. Go to therapy. Do your own work. What is standing in the way of you feeling good about yourself? Are you holding on to some childhood baggage where you don't feel worthy for somebody good? And you know what? You're trying. You're out there swinging. If you're on this dating site, you're trying. And yeah, there's going to be some scam artists and some creeps. I'm glad she ran it by her sister before following through and sending him money. I mean, I think it's you learn. As you said earlier in the show, Val, that we practice and realizing when somebody isn't safe and how to, to get out. She's lost three weeks of her life in talking to him. But 
you know what? She, she also it. is very hard on herself. Yes. You know what? There's plenty of people who uh, are like what I would say, quote unquote, the beautiful people, but they have these same struggles. Yes. You know, they meet people and then they feel rejection and they, you know, and, and it's, everybody is in the same ballpark and it's just a matter of, like you say, um, Allison, doing the work so that you can feel confident because when you put out your own self-confidence, then you, you put out, you get back what you put out. You they, know, they talk about that as manifesting. Exactly. If I put out positive energy, if I'm expecting a good outcome, I'm going to get a good outcome exactly. back. Exactly. But if I come out feeling fearful and scared and that nobody's going to want me, that's the energy I'm putting and the dates are going to be really quick if it ain't been materialized And if it feels like, well, you know, I like, I like him, but this, or I like him, but that, and you find yourself questioning the reasons that you're with somebody, he's not the one. Yeah, but, and, and, and here's an interesting point, and we're not going to get a chance to do this, but um, I wonder, we're talking about how to utilize the, 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 apps, the, the apps online and making decisions, but what about when you get to the actual coffee, things you should talk about things you shouldn't talk about yeah you know maybe it maybe you know if you, look, you mentioned about that okay we, we all you know at 40 years old we've all had lives okay yeah. and, and somebody that keeps repeating their own sad story at that maybe that's it's not it's not a therapy session this is a date right so but being I, positive in some ways i always say everyone has baggage it's yes. just whose right. bags you want to unpack awesome. got it. who do you want to invest yourself and your time in because there are things about this person that interest you, that are intriguing to you, that attract you, those initial things that you feel like, you know what, this is somebody who maybe he'll accept my baggage and I'm willing to accept his baggage. I mean, we're not teenagers but here. I, Absolutely. I, I also think a point is being careful how much baggage you unpack on a first date. Oh, of course. So you, you want to have some of those boundaries that I was talking about. You don't want to talk show? about any of this on a first date. No, you a don't want to talk date. about your divorce. You don't want to talk about all the losses in your life. You can talk a little bit about it, but keeping it, you know, getting to know somebody and pacing yourself in what you disclose. Absolutely. So I want to go to the second letter. Our second letter from a listener is from a male. Um, Dear Dr. Allison, I am having such a hard time meeting women online. They frequently friend zone me because I'm such a nice guy. My friend Jack meets girls all the time because he's six foot two and gorgeous. I'm only five foot nine and I heard that is a deal breaker for some of the women I've met. My profile is funnier than Jack's and I have a better personality. It sucks that so many women are superficial. I'm also six years sober and attend AA. Lots of the women I meet are drinkers who only want to party. Three years ago, I met a woman at an AA meeting and wanted to date her, but she only wanted to be my best friend. We're still friends, but I have to hear about all of the awful guys she dates. I'm sick of this because I have a lot to offer in a relationship, but don't feel like anyone is giving me a chance. And this is from everyone's best friend, Brad, from Berwyn. Well, it, it's okay to be someone's friend, but to a point. I mean, when I feel like, I mean, I don't know how Brad is, but how old he is, but, you know, you feel like maybe you already have your circuit of your circle of friends, you know, so you're not really looking for any more friends, but you don't want to immediately toss somebody out just because they say, you know, I think we, a lot of the best relationships start as friends. And so you do being fair, have to, you know, should give yourself a little bit of time to just get to know someone, go on a first date, go on a second date, go on a third date. And then, you know, if you can, you know, feel like it's somebody that's worth while dating. And I also saw that Brad seemed to compare himself to Jack, you know, stay in your own lane. This is your life. Do not compare yourself to somebody who it may seem easier on the surface for, because you don't know what Jack is struggling with. And, you know, hey, he's still on the same, same sites as you are. So it's probably not going as well for Jack, even 
if he is six foot. Well, everybody three jumps to their own, right? Every, everybody jumps to their own conclusions. You have no idea mm-hmm. what another person is going through. So point well. Made. But you see the envy. You see that it, you know the grass is always greener. If I looked like Jack, it would be easier. It's the world we yes. live in, oh. though. You know what I mean? I mean, just like you started out this going full circle with all the the Hallmark specials and the holiday specials and everything that people are watching and seeing all these great pictures right now of everybody with you know close family and friends and the loved ones and you're feeling you know somehow how did I get off track or why uh, is my life not evolving like everybody else's life is evolving but don't be so hard on yourself. You got Everybody's it. going through something. No question about it. Interesting that both of our letters, the listeners who wrote them in, were both struggling with being hard on themselves. And I think so often all of us are hard on ourselves. We have that critical voice that says we're not as good as another person or that, you know, why are things so difficult for me? Yeah, I mean, maybe just even, uh, I'm a big proponent of writing things down. Write down, like, what's important to you, what your goals are, or maybe even do a vision board. So every morning when you get look get up, you can look at it and say, like, you know, I want to be in this bikini, or, you know, I want to be, be able to visit other, you know, cities, or I want to be able to work with this company, or I want to be able to meet a guy like this. And, you know, set down those goals, but at the same time, maintain your values, yeah. what's important to you you because that in the end is going to be you know what it is that attracts you to somebody else and what your strengths are what you have going for you and what qualities are important to you in a partner yeah you, you have a tendency to take your own strengths for granted and you only focus on the things that aren't perfect it's human nature uh, you know certainly people do it all the time but it's not fair really yeah. I'd say give yourself the opportunity, open yourself up to something that maybe you wouldn't have normally anticipated is the right thing for you. You, you have to kind of experiment a little. But but as you said before with our female um, letter, it was like you, you got to do your own work first. You got to be ready to date. You got to be open to see what's good about you and to be able to share it with another person. Yeah. But you know what? It's easier said than done. And that's the problem with most of these things is that, and then you know, you hear my insurance doesn't cover it for me to speak to somebody who, you know, who can help me in terms of counseling, or I don't have the money to pay for a gym. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, people are struggling in other ways that it's, it's not really realistic or in their mind, something that they can do easily. So there's creative ways to get help. If you can't afford therapy, then it's listen to radio shows like this. Listen to podcasts. Read self-help books. You know, there's a lot or of ways. Or just get involved in yeah. a meetup group or a Facebook group where, you know, there's people who are familiar, struggling in the, with the same types of things that you are, and you have some camaraderie or other people that, you know, will just understand what it is that you're going through. I think a lot of it is getting outside of your comfort zone, trying new things. Right. You can't afford a gym, you can always go hiking or go to the park or go running or figure out a way to be creative in what you take on for yourself. And instead of just saying, no, but I can't try and change the way your own self-talk is. Yeah. I think nobody should treat you poorly. Don't settle. You got it. Those are the big things. You know what I mean? You want to be respected. You want to have somebody who's going to be kind to you. And you, of course, want to be kind to somebody else. And just, it's the basic common values to start with. And I love that as we're ending here about being kind, because, you know, you're going to be a part of somebody's story and you don't want to put damage their story that they're carrying. So be kind, be open, give this a shot. So I just want to thank our guest, Val Zaslow, for being on the show. You are fabulous, as always, filled with lots of interesting tips and perspectives. And I also want to thank my friend, Joe Doc, for being a great co-host. Shout out to Jeff Nirenberg. Yes, and (laughs) shout out to my husband, Jeff Nirenberg, who is totally busy and crazy this time of the year trying to keep his life together too so yeah we miss him and we'll be happy to see him on next week's show but um thank you also to our listeners for tuning into the relationship show with dr allison nuremberg and friends you have been a great audience this is dr allison nuremberg wishing everyone a wonderful week until next time keep taking chances and opening up your heart for love Thanks for listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg. For more information or to contact Dr. Allison, just go to healingrelationshipspa.com.
This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.